Hi there. Welcome to this week's NWR Connectivity. Uh, I'm your host, uh, Scott Thompson, and I have no one with me right now. It's just me. Uh, there really wasn't too much news to talk about this week, so we went ahead and skipped that segment and instead just did two uh, somewhat longer segments this week. Uh, the first segment is a roundtable discussion of Kirby Mass Attack, which just released for the Nintendo DS. And the second segment is our very first game of NWR Jeopardy. Uh, we've got some of the staff on playing a uh, game of Jeopardy in which uh, Zach and Andy came up with the questions. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and I think it's something we're going to do a little more often. And um, hopefully we'll get some of you listeners involved too, and you can uh, play in the game as well. Um, but we'll give you details about that when the time is appropriate. Um, for now, I'll do sort of the house cleaning up front. Um, if you want to send us some email, uh, we're, we are going to get to it. We got a couple in the last week, and I think next week we'll have a, a whole segment of listener mail. So if you've got any questions for us, uh, you know about Nintendo or just about, you know, life in general, uh, you can send them to us at connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com. And then uh, as far as the show today, um, I've got everyone's Twitter handles here who was on the show, so I'll give those to you now if you want to follow anybody. Uh, mine is OKSoda. Uh, we've got Nate Andrews, and his is underscore N Andrews. Uh, we've got Zach Miller. His is Z Miller 1902. Uh, we've got Neil Ronahan, of course. His is Nron 10. Uh, we've got Andy Gergen. Uh, that's Drew MG. And then uh, we've got James Dawson, whose handle is Tales of Fan. So, uh, yeah, enjoy the show. Um, thanks a lot for all the positive feedback about the first episode. Uh, it's been a lot of fun so far. And, uh, yeah. Enjoy. Enjoy. Welcome to NWR Connectivity, and right now we're going to be talking about Kirby Mass Attack, a new DS game uh, developed by HAL Laboratory, the company that originally made Kirby, except for it had different folks at the helm, such as Nintendo, I guess he's now Nintendo President of Global Operations or some ridiculous shit, Satoru Iwata, and uh, Masahiro Sakurai, who um, later made Super Smash Brothers and now is working on Kid Icarus Uprising with his company Project Sora. Um, I mean, just brief history on Kirby. He was Tinkle Popo a long, long time ago, and he was made by Sakurai when he was, like, 18, except for Sakurai still looks like he's, like, 13. So he hasn't aged much. But now let's get to the people that are here to talk about Kirby Mass Attack with me. We have uh, the connectivity, um, I guess, chairman, host, <laughs> eternally, except for, for this segment, Scott Thompson. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Thank you. I like that title. We got Ibo- I believe making his NWR podcast debut, Nate Andrews. Correct me if I'm wrong. Nope, that's right. Okay, cool. And we got uh, James Dawson, who was with us last week to talk about Star Fox 64 3D, and I believe has been on Radio Trivia before, or was that someone else? Okay, so yeah, so we've got a a sophomore, um, (laughs) a a freshman, and then an old senior, and I guess Scott's like a junior. So we have all the... All the grades represented here to talk about Kirby Mass Attack. But before we talk about Mass Attack, let's talk about a little bit about Kirby's past DS life. Um, it started off kind of epically as Kirby Canvas Curse, which came out in the middle of 2005, you know, around like six months after the DS launch, was one of the first games that had 
pure touch screen controls and was really unique. Um, which one? How many of you guys have spent a lot of time with Canvas Curse, and what do you think about it? Uh, well, yeah, I uh, I only played it a little bit. I didn't actually own it, um, but a friend did, and I, I, I stole his copy a couple of times and played it. Um, but it was great. I mean, it, it was one of those uh, it was one of those uh, games that like first really illustrated how great the DS could be. Um, you know, it was like totally unique. It wasn't you know an N sixty four port, <laughs> which is something we're still having trouble with now with the three DS. <laughs> um, and it was just like I mean, it was just this whole breath of fresh air and. and We'll talk about it in a little bit, but I actually uh, actually kind of like think that this really carries that spirit over, um, you know, as as to being something uh, something unique, and especially with Kirby, you know, like really trying something new and different. Yeah, I mean, Canvas Curse was really really cool. I didn't actually play it any time when it came out. I probably played it in like two thousand eight or two thousand nine, but even then, like it was just a one of the purest showings of how to make a DS game using the touchscreen. I mean, it was just really cool, and it kept being Kirby, which was the key thing. It may have changed, you know, some of it may have changed the mechanics a lot, but it was still Kirby. Um, and then after that, Kirby kind of took a more, I guess, traditional route and uh, was in Kirby Squeak Squad, which I never actually played because I always heard such terrible things. But, Scott, you played it, right? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't that bad. I mean, it was, it was different. I mean... <laughs> It's funny that it was sort of a return to form, but they still really wanted to utilize the the DS aspect. So the bottom screen was essentially Kirby's stomach, and he could only hold so many things in there. And you had to collect treasure chests to get like keys and things to move on in, in the levels. And yeah, he could only hold so much, so you'd have to like choose things to get rid of. But if I remember correctly, doing that, you could actually then um, combine powers, which isn't, I don't think that's the first time that's been in a Kirby game, but... I think it was maybe in one of the later Dreamland games, and I know definitely in Kirby 64, because you could have stuff like the electric Darth Maul sword Exactly, and, like and I think you could get stuff like that in this one, where you, where you could, like, hold one power in your stomach, and then when you got another one, you could combine them in there and get something kind of unique, so... Um, it was fun, I mean, I, I don't... I mean, I was just kind of looking, and it looked like it didn't review too favorably, and it sounds like, Neil, I mean, you heard bad things, but I don't remember any real substantial problem with it. I mean, I had fun. It, I mean, it didn't blow my mind or anything. I yeah. mean, I mean, maybe, maybe that was sort of backlash to coming off of Canvas Curse and how sort of amazing and, you know, relevatory yeah. that was. Just kind of like a, a retread of sorts, but I mean, I mean, maybe it's good. I know it's developed by Flagship, the guys who made um, a lot of those portable uh, Zelda games like Oracle Ages and Seasons and Minish Cap before they disbanded, I think shortly after Squeak Squad, actually. <laughs> Which maybe says everything you need to know right there, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, James and Nate, did either of you guys play Squeak Squad or Canvas Curse at all? Uh, no, I never got a chance to. I played Canvas Curse enough to kind of realize that it was a good idea and a good use of Kirby, but I I never put enough time into it to make any real progress. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it. I don't think I actually beat it. it no, cool. I, I definitely thought it was fun. Yeah. That a, a good use of the character, but... But um, the, the next game that came out on DS was uh, in 2008. It was Kirby Superstar Ultra, which was a portable, I guess, update of Kirby Superstar, which a lot of people say is the best Kirby game ever, and I think that comes from the fact that it's got, like, eight games in one. And what Superstar Ultra did additionally is that it had, you know, all the games that were originally present there. It had some, like, stupid touchscreen minigames, but it also added a couple other modes. Like, there was this cool uh, Meta Knight Ultra mode where basically you control Meta Knight and go through, like, every game, um, which was a lot of fun. But, yeah. Did, I, did any of you guys play Superstar Ultra? 
I did not. Yeah, I, I did. What did you think? Um, I really enjoyed the Great Cave Offensive. Ah, I, lo- I love the Great Cave Offensive, except yeah. especially all the uh, like the treasure items that you find. How it's like uh, Captain Falcon's helmet and the stuff like that. Yeah, that was probably my favorite part of the game. I don't really remember much from it other than that. Yeah, I always liked. Um, I forget the name of it, but it's the one where like basically you're like storming Meta Knight's ship. So you have all these different, like, B-list characters are all talking about how, like, oh, no, Kirby's attacking us. How is he going to is gonna be able to defeat the crab monster? And then they throw the crab monster at you, and you beat him by, like, eating apples and throwing them at him. But it's, like, this really intense setup, but you're still a little pink puff. It really is, like, the music's dramatic. And, yeah, he's, like, flying on the superstar yeah. like, to chase down the, the halberd or whatever. Halbert. Yeah, it, that, that, that one specifically is, is very good. I always like the, the gauntlet, too, in the Super Nintendo one. Um, yeah. and my cousin would just try to play through that and 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 the whole way through, which wasn't always very easy. Um, I we I mentioned this before we started recording, but I I never picked it up just because of the lack of multiplayer. To me, that was like the defining thing about the Super Nintendo um, uh, Kirby version was that it was just yeah. so much fun to play with a with a friend. Yeah, I mean, hopefully that legacy will be kept up in Kirby's Return Return to Dreamland, uh, yeah. which is I, coming out at the end of this month, and we'll probably have another. Round table like this. I hope so. I can't wait. I'm glad they uh, yeah, they I, decided to add in the ability to just play as a bunch of different Kirby's yeah. instead of and how everyone except for the first player can basically change between whatever characters they want, right? Like at will, I think, right? Which is which cool. is kind of awesome. But let's get to what we're why we're all here, which is Kirby Mass Attack, which um, my review was recently posted, and you can read that if you want to, and then come back and listen to the rest of this. Um, we might talk about more than that because you'll hear more than just my opinion. But, um, I mean, Kirby Mass Attack is like Canvas Curse, where it has this kind of cool touchscreen thing going on, and it's kind of like a real-time strategy with ten Kirbys. Like, that's really the best way I can describe it, in that you use the touchscreen to, like, kind of, like, point them in the right direction, or you can drag the whole group together and kind of put them on a line and drag them through, and, like, you tap enemies and tap doors for them to attack them and go into them, respectively. Um... And you control up to ten Kirby's as you build them up by eating fruit and collecting points, and you know what, do whatever a Kirby does. <laughs> um, but I know I, I I won't go into too much detail because I wrote it in the review, but or at least right now I won't. I'll let you guys talk. But what kind of annoyed me a little bit with Kirby Mass Attack, and it, it made a great first impression, but the controls were kind of like I don't know. It frustrates me. Like it's a fun game. I love the design of it. It's very clever. But the control has really frustrated me. So what did you guys think about that? Well, which part of the of controlling Kirby was frustrating? Well, I mean, just because, like, there's ten of them at the same time, and there were a lot of times where, like, they'd be putting me through this tough... Yeah, what? like, moving them through, like, really narrow situations yeah. or even like all of them through at the same time. There's even a, a recent part um, that, I, that I played at the end of the third world where you're trying to dodge this eel... And, like, the Kirby's will drift, it's, it's an underwater level, and the Kirby's will drift towards him. So unless, like, you, like, have them, you know, like, keep on tapping the bottom of the screen, eventually one of them will likely drift off and die. And then, bam, you're down to nine Kirby's. I've also gotten situations where, like, a number of Kirby's will get stuck around, like, parts of the level, and they'll get separated. Yeah. And there's no way to, like, move the screen over to navigate them back to the rest of the squad. Yeah, that they needed to use the L and R buttons to let you kind of move the screen around cuz yeah, it just like hard locks. So if you have like all your like all but one Kirby on the right side and then one Kirby's like stuck behind a platform on the left side, like the screen won't budge. Like you have that you Kirby have to Kirby is dead. You have to bring the whole like crew back over. 
um, which was, yeah, kind of annoying. Or, or there'd be times where, like, I'd be, because um, I'd, I'd keep trying to go through and find all the medals, which I might just give up on, because it, it, the levels start to get more complex as, as you get get going. Um, plus, I've almost unlocked all the mini games, so I don't really need them anymore. But, uh, like, I'll get one Kirby, like, stuck, like, up on a platform that he can't get down from. Like, like basically a platform that's there that, that doesn't let you go back. So, like, one of those bridges where you can jump up from under it, but then you can't get back mm-hmm. under it. And, like, I'll get one Kirby to accidentally jump up there, and I've got my other nine down, but it's like, well, this one's up there, so you got to go up there. Like, there's nothing I can do, um, so I have to just send them all back up there. Um, And then I also find when sometimes they'll get really, really close to the edge of the screen. Like, if I'm moving right, they'll get really close to the right side, and then, like, I can't click anywhere on the right to just keep them moving without, like, selecting them and then start to drag them around the stage. So I have to kind of, like, move them back left and, like, recenter them. Um, and that get that gets kind of wonky. <laughs> yeah, I had a similar problem to Neil with the I think it's one of the ice levels that they have these this giant ice dinosaurs chasing you, and the Kirby's oh, yeah. kept going underneath it or right near its feet, and it would kill them each time. I think I lost like five of them. Yeah, and, and another shitty thing about this is that um, whenever you die, you have to start the level entirely over. And sometimes the levels get a little long. Uh, a checkpoint wouldn't have killed you guys. Come on now. Yeah, I was surprised at how long the levels actually are. I kind of wish they would have, like, yeah. split them up and just made them, like, a bunch of small little bite-sized levels. Because you're right. Like, yeah. in the first world or even two worlds, you don't really die at all, so you don't notice it. But, yeah, once things start getting yeah. complex and you can get all your curves and get squished or, you know, or, or different things like that, it's like, yeah, it really sucks. <laughs> you have to start yeah. that over. And then I like that rather than... Um, well, I guess it's kind of a, a, a cool idea is they do let you find that door. Um, so when you play through the levels again, if you are trying to collect everything, there's that shortcut to get to the end again. So it's like, but even that shortcut's like very limiting because it's basically like, all right, if you get the stuff, if like you got everything in the second half of the level, then you can just get the stuff in the first half and skip to the end. Right. But it's not like it's like if you have something at the end of the level, well, then you have to go through the whole damn level. It's not like you can like start halfway. Yeah, through that's or true. Oh yeah, that would have been cool if they'd let you like start at that door or exit at that door. Yeah, been good. but I mean, I feel like we're almost kind of nitpicking. I mean, the control issue definitely is a problem, um, but it's still like I, I really I love the design of the game. And there's one specific set of levels. It's I believe the first wave in the third world, which is called DDD Resort, and it's these couple of levels that are just like almost mini games in themselves. Like there's one where you're like surfing on a star, and you have to like you know like it's almost like a rhythm game where you have to tap kirby up at the right time to go off of ramps to go up to the top screen and you know collect all the items and the medals um there's another one where it's like a pinball level that you have to go through that i mean it's not too difficult but it's just really cool and then i mean that's not even talking about the the extra game that is literally a pinball board which is amazing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, I'm uh, I'm only, like, just about at the end of the second world, so I haven't gotten to the third or fourth, or I think there's even a fifth world. Um, yeah, there's a there's a fifth hidden world. If, I believe if you collect all the glowing metals, but I've, I've not done it. Oh, okay, yet. I wondered why some were glowing and some were just not. Yeah. Um, but as of now, like, I, it, I really enjoy playing it, and even though the levels are a little long, I feel like, for the most part, it moves at a pretty leisurely pace. I mean, you know, like, it... it I feel like I'm never, like, stressing out. You know, like, I can kind of just go through the levels and, and have fun with them. I mean, it sounds like that changes. It sounds like you get chased by giant ice dinosaurs and eels um, based on what you guys yeah. are saying. Well, I mean, even those, like, I, I was actually noticing with the the eel monster 
um, the eel monster. It's just an eel. Um, <laughs> but that was like it was like a boss battle that at the outset I didn't really know what I had to do to kill him. And it wasn't even like, oh, you're running out of time. It just kind of like, I guess, like it was a scrolling section, but I think it just repeated items after a while. And that was kind of nice. Like, I do feel like there is, it's like, you know, this is a game where you can go at your own pace. You don't need to worry about rushing or anything. And just kind of take your time. And that's one, I mean, just to mention another game that I've been playing lately is uh, Blood Rain Betrayal, which you basically, like, if you take your time in that game, you get a terrible, terrible score. And that's all about the score in that game. Whereas with with Kirby Mass Attack, there is a score ability to it. Um, if you have all 10 Kirbys and you collect the, the 100 points necessary to that you gain another Kirby if you have under 10, you just get points. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what those points do, but you get them. Did you notice that, though, if you turn off the game and then come back to play, your points reset? Oh, really? They do? Yeah. Wow. So it's either yeah, that or if it, you die. I can't remember when I noticed that they'd reset, but it's in one of those it's situations. It's like, whose line is it anyway, where the points really exactly. don't Exactly. That's why I thought it was funny that that's what they decided to do to reward you. I mean, I don't know what else they do. I mean, it would kind of break the game yeah. if, like, every 100 points they gave you one of the, uh, like, uh, suckers or whatever it is that, like, turns you invincible. Um, yeah. But, yeah, which, speaking of that, I love the way the Kirbys animate when they get all big and oh, invincible. God. It looks so great. I mean, even when they're tiny, like, they, they look... Yeah, I... I like the way they, like, if you get a, a group of ten Kirbys, the way they'll just, like, run on top of each other. <laughs> yep. Yeah, they're just this, like, blob. And then, like, when you leave them there for a second, like, they start yawning or kind of yep, looking around yeah. or, like, fidgeting. Yep. Um, but the big ones, like, just running across the screen, like, the sprites are just so big. And, like, it just it's adorable. It looks so great. Like, I, I, re- just... I really enjoy, the, the, like, the whole look of the game. It is a beautiful, beautiful 2D game. Yeah. I mean, it's, like, simple, but it, it just, like, it animates so well. I really just enjoy yeah. watching it. Yeah, uh, I guess I guess the the one big part to talk about is all the really cool unlockables, and I actually have my game open right now, or I'm now opening it to just go through them all. Um, there's like a whack a mole game, which is really cool. There's the uh, the aforementioned pinball game. There's some kind of count the Kirby's game. There's uh, like a, a race game that's really cool. There's and, and then probably I would say that the crown jewels of the bunch are Strato Patrol EOS, which is a like like a vertically scrolling shooter that actually kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Mommy's Best Games, Xbox Live Indie game, Shoot One Up, in the idea that you have multiple ships, in this case Kirby's, that you can kind of put anywhere you want on the screen. Like I had one point in one of the levels where I had all ten, and I just had them spread out across the screen and just watch them destroy everything. Oh, it's awesome, yeah, when you get all the Kirby's. Yeah, Yeah, I love that. Well, I've been playing Twin B a lot recently, and there's a power-up in that game... uh where it splits your ship into, I think, maybe four or five, and they shoot really similar to how the Kirby shoot when you're moving around. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you may that... have just sold me on Twinbee. <laughs> Twinbee's a lot of fun, actually. I mean, you said that about Xevious, and I disagreed with you a little bit, but I don't yeah, know. You might have true. just sold me on Twinbee. I hear better things about um, Twinbee. I want to get that. Yeah, it's only five bucks. Yeah. We could talk about that. There you go. Next week. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we'll be, we'll be too busy talking about Four Swords and... uh. And Super Mario Land 2. So. Oh, that's true. I can't wait. Um, but yeah, there's the new segment, by the way. <laughs> it's coming out. Spoiler. This they already came out now. <laughs> but there's also the Kirby Quest game, which really just amounts to like a, a rhythm-based RPG, but it's just a lot of fun, and there's so many Kirby cameos. Actually, even some of them referencing the, the cartoon show, Kirby Right Back At You, which I never watched, but I was I was told by the people on the interwebs that there are characters from that cartoon show that show up on it. And there are also a lot of other ones that I noticed. 
from other Kirby games. Oh, nice. Yeah, I have, see, I haven't unlocked that one yet. Is that, like, the last one? Yeah. yeah. I thought so. Well, there's actually, there's, like, 14, but I was looking it up. Um, as far as I know, I think Kirby Quest is the last relevant one, because then you unlock the checklists, which there are kind of, like, achievement, little little achievement things that you can get throughout the game. Um, but the last couple, like, the, the things that you get for medals are just, like, here's checklist one, here's checklist oh, two, so here's checklist three. Oh, tells you what three. you need to do. Oh, that's cool. And I think the final one is uh, some kind of boss rush that goes through every boss in the game. Oh, yeah. I think I heard that. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, but um, I will say, like, I, that I just really enjoy this game and that it's kind of interesting. I mean, I've been playing a lot of 3DS games lately. I haven't played an actual DS game, at least not a new one in a while. But, like, playing this, I mean, like I said, a lot like Canvas Curse, it's just fun, you know, and it's just unique. And it's this, like, creative idea, and it uses the touchscreen, and it's absolutely unlike anything that the 3DS is doing right now. I feel like a lot of 3DS games, they've kind of forsaken that creativity, and they're just trying to, like, make these, you know, like, big, I don't know, these big, like... Huge, epic Exactly, games. these big, these big... Like, gamers games, so to Exactly, speak. and, like, it just doesn't work. And But, like, playing this on my 3DS, it's like, I really, really enjoy it, and I really hope Nintendo kind of gets back to that, because that's what made the DS great, and, like, if anything is going to quote-unquote save the 3DS if it in, at all needs saving, I think it'll be creative games like this. And I think the problem with that, I mean, I guess to get off this a little bit and just talk about the, 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 the DS versus the 3DS, is there was actually an interview with, I believe, someone from HAL that worked on the game, maybe even the director, where they made the comment that this game really, when it, when it came out, like I, I don't think it came out in Japan until the summer. So there was a question asked, like, why isn't this a 3DS game? And they're like, well, we thought about it, but it wouldn't have made sense as a 3DS game. And it's true, because it doesn't use the right. top screen at all. No, yeah. And that that's where I think a lot of the problem with the 3DS lies, is that you don't want to put all the focus on the bottom screen, because then you're taking away from the, the wowie 3D effect. Exactly. Which I feel like some games need to just be like, you know what? Fuck 3D. Right. And but maybe I'm, like may- we're we're gonna put in some cool street pass and spots path stuff. We're gonna use the touch screen and it's gonna be awesome. Totally. I mean, I, and I love the stylus for the 3DS. It's like the first time I've really used it, <laughs> and it's yeah. so nice. It, it's such a better stylus than the DS. Um, yeah. But maybe I'm making this up. But I, I thought I heard that maybe Nintendo was sort of mandating that companies have to use 3D. And they they might have. I don't think that I will never hear anything official on that, okay. but I wouldn't really doubt it. At least, but at I least mean, you look at something. Go. Yeah, uh, well, you look at something like uh, I believe Shimagami Tensei Devil Survivor Overclocked, which is a long ass. I name. can't believe you read that I, off perfectly. I'm impressed. Yeah. <laughs> I've been I've been paying been paying attention to that that game. It's been on our release lineup for a very long time yeah. at this point because it keep on kept on getting delayed. But um, I believe that game barely uses 3D. And, I mean, that, that is literally a DS port with, like, voice acting and some other enhancements. Right. But I don't think it really uses 3D at all. Like, I think there's an opening video, and that's it. And, I mean, not that all games should be DS ports with a 3D intro video and voice acting being the only additions, primarily. But I feel like more games just need to be like, you know what? 3D is not going to work for this idea, but the touchscreen is. And use the touchscreen. Well, I was wondering, at least for Kirby Mass Attack, they probably could have done something similar to how they pulled off Nintendogs on the 3DS, used the touchscreen as a controller with a cursor on the top screen. That is true, and maybe we'll see more of that. I mean, they, they are doing that with Nintendogs, um, and also with Kid Icarus as well. Oh, yeah, that, that mean, could have no. been interesting. I, and I feel like Mass Attack would have played a little bit better with that wider screen on top. Um, yeah. 
I mean, like how we were talking about those problems with losing Kirby's, like right. with that extra extra real estate that might solve it a little right. bit. And I'd really, I'd really love to see, you know, a 2D game like this, kind of in 3D, almost like the 3D classics, except for, you know, not a game from 30 years ago, which I guess negates it being a, a classic, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. But Urban Champion is no classic, my friends. <laughs> it might not be terrible, depending on your opinion, but it is no yeah, classic. Someone's lying to you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I really adore this game. It's, it's a lot of fun. It, it's going to go, I mean, looking ahead to the inevitable game of the year, the game of the year segment, um, for DS like that, that's where my favorite games have been this year. I mean, Mass Attack is short, a little bit farther behind than stuff like Radiant Historia, Pokemon Black and White, um, Ghost Trick. Um, there's a, there's a lot of good stuff and we're still getting Layton 4 in a couple weeks. Yeah, Aliens, which looks wonderful. Yeah, that, I'm stoked for that. And there's still, I mean, it, it's just, it's kind of funny that the 3DS came, the, basically the DS should should be dead. <laughs> like, the 3DS came out almost six months ago, yet the DS is still consistently producing the best games out there, at least from my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm going to be playing Kirby and Aliens more than I'm going to be playing any other new, like, 3DS game. The rest of the, well, yeah. no, I guess Super Mario Land 3D, whatever. Um, we'll probably, yeah. actually, we'll probably take over a little bit, but yeah. But Kirby is my game of choice for the for the next little while until go. the next next batch of games comes out, which I guess is in October. And we'll probably be talking about another one of those in another one of these segments <laughs> sometime soon. You can count. So, on any any final thoughts, guys? Yeah, I mean, I pretty much said all I, all I have to say about the all game. Right. I mean, what about Nate James? I mean, you guys got anything to add? Um, well, one of the parallels that I was kind of drawing as I was playing was how much, like, Pikmin it kind of was with a lot of the flicking, uh, into enemies and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, that's true. I never really thought about that, but it is kind of like 2D Pikmin in a, in a minor way. It's like a combination of Pikmin and, like, a really cute gang beatdown. Because <laughs> in the same way that Pikmin is, like, all the Kirbys will attach themselves to an enemy and just wail on it yeah. <laughs> until they yeah, drive I it never really thought about like and it becomes <laughs> yeah, I mean now that, now that I think about it they do have you know those bigger enemies that it's almost like the, the Pikmin attacking a, attacking a, a bulb orb or whatever the mm-hmm. hell those things are called yeah yeah that's a good point except for there's there's no there's no morbid carry the dead corpse back to the <laughs> ship so you can there get are, more Pikmin there are angel Kirby's though which is yeah also a lot like which is sad but you can save yeah, them yeah you just so again cool. drive them yeah. into the ground and it <laughs> brings them back to life yeah you, you jam their soul back into their body I guess yeah. <laughs> You're like, what are you doing? Get the hell back <laughs> and here. We're not done here. We got food to eat. Also, I the when I first was playing the game I kept trying to like go for the gold the gold stars at the end and not let any Kirby get hit and then I, I quickly abandoned that because that got impossible. <laughs> That's right, you start sacrificing Kirby's life. Oh yeah, life. I don't even care yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's like they'll come back. Yeah, it's for the greater good guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, like the first world, I think I might have all gold stars. In the second world, like one of them got hit. I'm just like, all right, I'm not doing that yeah, anymore. Especially once the levels <laughs> got really long. But yeah, yeah, but yeah. But J- James, what were you going to say? Yeah, I'm think. I think it's kind of interesting how Nintendo's taking Kirby and using new ideas like Canvas Curse and um, uh, Epic Yarn and Mass Attack because they're not traditional Kirby games. It's like they've decided instead of doing an. In- completely new uh, IP, they just give it to Kirby. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I wonder I wonder why Kirby specifically. I mean, I guess just his, like, 
cuteness and stuff. He's so recognizable. Um, well, he's he's so malleable. You know, you can just like squish him into any kind well, of game. That's true too. Yeah. yeah. Though it's also, I think, in the the same interview, I it might have been with One Up or maybe even going to Nintendo that I that did the interview with the guys from. I think they both had interviews, but I don't know what specifically the inter- this this was from. But I think someone made a comment from from Hal or Nintendo that just talked about how Kirby's just like, well, we can just pretty much put him into whatever we want, and he exactly. fits. Yep. Well, I think I, rem- I think I remember reading um, that Epic Yarn was not su- not originally. Uh, it didn't originally no, no, start right. Kirby. It was. You're absolutely right. Yeah, it was a diff- it was the, different. The game. guy, the second player, uh, Prince Fluff, was. That's what it was. And um, I actually, uh, I, I did a bunch of research as far as the origins of Kirby back uh, last year for OneUp.com. You can read it. It's called The Origins of Kirby. <laughs> it was released around when Epic Yarn came no, out. No, people, but, if people um, click that and read it. Do you get ten cents or anything? Or no, no, I already got paid. Oh, okay. One Up gets more money, which I mean, maybe they need it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, even even Kirby himself uh, itself, I don't know if he has a gender, she has a gender, who knows. Um, but he started off as his character Tinkle Popo, which is a ridiculous name. Um, and he started off as that character, and it wasn't until I, I believe, because I think Sakura designed the character, and someone came in and was like, "That's dumb." And I think that was also the turning point in which Iwata kind of became groomed to be the next president, because that was when I think Hal Lab was on dur- during rough times and. Um, HowLab actually published, they, I think they had a U.S. subsidiary. They published a lot of games themselves. Like, for example, Vegas Dream was published by Hal Laboratory, like the guys who made Kirby, Smash Brothers, Picross 3D. Um, a, a lot of games, they became Nintendo stalwarts for pretty much 20 years. And they, they were at that point, too. They made The Adventures of Lolo. Um, but they were designing Kirby, and that was kind of like their last hope. It was the, the Game Boy one, Kirby Dreamland. Um, it's on It's on a 3DS virtual console right now. Um, and that was kind of their last hope, and it was going to be called Tinkle Popo. And I believe uh, Hiroshi Yamachi or someone like that came on board and was just kind of like, you know what, Iwata, like, come be be more of a part of Nintendo with HAL Lab. Like, come work for me, and we'll help you guys with this little Kirby game. And it ended up getting delayed, but what came out of it was that, you know, it was it was a better game, and he wasn't called Tinkle Popo. <laughs> so it was pretty much a win-win. Um and also, I mean, one of those one of those cheeky little facts is that on the uh, the original box art for Kirby Dreamland, because it was a black and white game in North America, it came out and Kirby was white, and it wasn't until Kirby's Adventure that that was actually corrected and he was pink. Oh yeah, I remember that. Even on the NES cartridge, wasn't he? Uh, he was even kind of. Like... I don't think so. I think it's just the Game Boy one that he was white. He might have been yellow on one. I forget. Yeah, I'm look up an image of it now. I thought I mean, he was like he's, super. He's like a. He's a really light. Yeah, player. that might like, be it. He was just super yeah. washed out. He's only really pink around the edges. You, yeah, I think um, you're right, actually. But, yeah, and from what I just said, I very well could have gotten something wrong. So go check out my article and be like, <laughs> you wrote this and you didn't even remember it? Just just remember I wrote it a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I, I love the character of Kirby, and I love Mass Attack, and I... You know, I look forward to Kirby's Return to Dreamland and whatever else they do with the character. I'm glad that there's actually been three Kirby games in the past year. year.
hello and welcome to the first edition of Nintendo World Report Jeopardy. Uh, I will be. Co- I'm Zach Miller. I'm your host, uh, and my co-host will be Andy Gergen. What's up, Mr. And, Miller? Oh, not a whole lot, sir. Uh, and we have uh, four people uh, playing along today: uh, James Dawson, Hi. <laughs> Neil Ronahan. Hi. Hi. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Nate Andrews. Hi. And, of course, Scott Thompson. Let's do this. Let's do it, indeed. So, so of course, this is Jeopardy. The answers have to be in the form of a question, although I'm not going to push that too hard. Uh, You'll have five seconds to buzz in, uh, after which time I'll just give you the answer, and nobody gets any points at all for that. Uh, uh, Andy and I will be sharing hosting duties. He'll read his questions. I'll read mine. So let's just jump on in. And the categories for Single Jeopardy are Legacy, Zelda 2, and She's the Boss. Uh, well, let's start. see. Uh, let's let Neil start because he's our lord and master on this side. Okay, cool. Um, I'm going to go with Legacy for 100, Zach or Andy. Okay. I guess I'm reading off the questions for this category since I wrote this category. Okay, um... Legacy for 100. The the answer is, this was the theme for the fourth world in Super Mario Brothers 3. Um, Neil. Giant, giant world? That is correct. Well done. 100 points to you, sir. Pick again. I, I will have Legacy for 200, please. Legacy for 200. This console was the original home to home ports of some of, the, some of the best arcade games from Nintendo, like Popeye, Mario Brothers, Donkey Kong, and Donkey Kong Jr. You have to wait until the question's read. You do have to wait until the question is read. So start buzzing in. Now. <laughs> uh, Neil. Scott. No, Scott. no, no Neil. I James. 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 Neil. Those oh, James. 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 Yeah. All right, is what it? is the Nintendo Entertainment System? Not correct. Neil. Um, what is the... Uh, Amiga? Incorrect. No. Oh, shit. Doot, doot, doot. The answer, the, the question is actually, what is the Atari 2600? Damn it. Uh, Neil, and, pick a category. Um, Legacy for 300, please. The penultimate boss in the original Castlevania game. What is Dracula? No, not correct. Did you buzz in? The penultimate yeah. boss. <coughs> James. James. Who is Alucard? No. No. Correct. Looks like Nate's next. Uh, Frankenstein? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Why writing these questions are too hard, apparently. Uh, oh, crap. Death. Scott. Scott. Who is Death? Oh, good Scott job. Is, Scott is correct. Ah, Scott, <laughs> the board is yours. Oh, thank you. Um, well, what the hell. Let's go Legacy 400. This game was sold along with Duck Hunt in the original NES Deluxe Set Bundle at launch. James. Neil. Yeah, but I did it before the question was over. Anyone? Who who called oh, that? James. James, James, James. got it. Okay. James got it. Uh, what is Super Mario Brothers? Uh, incorrect. Can you repeat the question or no? 
Sure. This game was sold along with Duck Hunt in the NES Deluxe set bundle at launch. Actually, let me rephrase that. This game was included along with Duck Hunt in the NES Deluxe set bundle at launch. Scott. Uh, What is Track and Field? Is that what it was called? No, incorrect. I got so much exercise with that game. Doot, doot, doot. The, uh, the game was Gyromite, actually. Oh, yeah. We lose money. when that came with Rob. We lose, yes. Uh, we I'm, lose I'm, money I'm, when we get it wrong, right? This is correct. I'm yeah. keeping yeah. track of that. Um, oh, you're keeping track? Okay, good. The, uh, the bundle wait, oh, wait so yeah, we do we do lose money when we get it wrong? Yeah. Yeah, you do. All right, so, so I'm in the negative, aren't I? <laughs> uh, all of you are in the negative except for... Scott? No, no, actually, you're all in the negative. I just, I just, <laughs> did, I just did it. Can, can we get a score recap, quick? Uh, yeah, so right now we're sitting at Neil with negative 400, James with negative 900, <laughs> Nate with negative 300, and Scott at negative 100. All right. <laughs> uh, the bundle, the bundle actually included the the robot, the gyromite, the zapper, and duck hunt. That's a hell of a bundle. Lesser known trivia: This was the bundle that I got for Christmas. Cool. <laughs> Not this Do year. You still have but... your Rob. No, I don't have shit that I used to have. Oh man, that sucks. I don't hold on to anything if it's gonna get me a, get me a new game on eBay. <laughs> okay, um, the board goes to Scott, I believe. Uh, all right, legacy for five hundred. All right, this password, believed to be a debug code, is the only known hard coded password in the North American version of Metroid. Look at this. That's some callback shit right here. Oh, did, right. did I get that or was that Scott? I didn't buzz in at all. I think that- Okay, I think then that was I, Neil. I believe I got it. It's a Narbasword, right? That's or correct. Narbasword. Well done. Neil, back in the black. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that clears off Legacy, and the board is Neil's. All right, um, then I'll have She's the Boss for 100. All right, She's the Boss for 100. This evil witch stole Princess Peach's voice in an effort to awaken the fabled Bean Star. Neil. No, no. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Give it to no, me. it was Nate. Nate. It I was keep Nate. on jumping before the end of the question. Yeah. Um. Who? Who is... Cacleta? I'll take that. Yes, yes. Okay. Very good. And the board is yours. Um, let's do She's the Boss for 200. All right. She was responsible for resurrecting Dracula at the beginning of Castlevania Circle of the Moon. <laughs> doot, doot, doot. I never played uh, that Who game. is Camilla? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. She, she later Good turned into a she later turned into a naked lady riding a skull. As a boss. All right. Go again. Uh Zelda 2 100. Zelda 2 for 100. This is the highest level you can achieve in life, magic or attack. Scott. 3. <laughs> no. <laughs> wow, that would make the game so much harder. <laughs> no, James. Yeah. Uh, what is eight? That is correct. Shit, now he's going to run the board. <laughs> <laughs> All right, board is yours. Um, Zelda 2 for 200. This item is obtained shortly after passing through Death Mountain. What is the hammer? Yes, that's correct. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll do... Uh, She's the boss for 300? She's the boss for 300. I keep expecting people to... It, it, yeah, 300. Despite her notoriety, this mass of neurological tissue has only appeared in two games in her franchise, both times as the final boss. Um, 
who that? is Mother Brain. That is correct. Zach, you have six questions in this category. <laughs> oh, damn it. All right, well, I will have she's the boss for 600 then. No. <laughs> she's the boss for 400. Okay. When two ancient witches combine in Ocarina of Time, this is the result. Who is... Was that Neil already? I, I think so. Who Neil. is Twinrova? Very good. Or whom is? I don't know. Yeah, who? Um, I'll do. Uh, I'll close out. She's the boss for 500. All right. <laughs> this fallen Atlantean queen battled Lara Croft at the end of Tomb Raider and its anniversary remake. Suck on that. Neil. No, Nate. No, I, d- I did not. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think anyone was there. I didn't do <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. Doot, doot, doot. Who is Jacqueline Notla? Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Absolutely. Duh. Can I get a score update? Score is sitting at, and I'm, I'm hoping this is accurate, but this is moving pretty quickly. So I'm sitting, I'm showing Neil at 600, James at negative 700, <laughs> Nate at negative 300, and Scott Aww. at negative 200. All right, still in it. Let's get past past the Zelda stuff and get to stuff I know. All right, all right. So Zelda 2 for 300. This is the Daily Double. Apparently Zach wrote that in. I didn't didn't do that. It's the Daily Double. That uh, means you can wager unless you're negative. (laughs) Hey, hey, I'm not negative. Yeah, Neil's in the positive, so he can do it. Um, Wait, who's – what is there? There's someone at negative 200 and I'm at 600? Yeah. Yep. I will wager 200. wager up to 1,000. I will wager 200. Okay. Does that mean – wait. Only Neil gets it. How does yeah. wagering – you get the 400 plus the 200? Is that how it works? No, uh, no, no. no. Just, I would just, just – in this case, if gets. I get it wrong, I lose 200. If I get it right, I get 200. Okay. Right. Oh, this is the 300-point 300 300 question, actually. I, these are numbered wrong. Let me fix that in my own notes. Okay. Um, so you're, you're wagering 200? Yeah. Okay. The question – or the answer is th- this is where the eyes of Ganon are located. Um. What is Death Mountain? Uh, incorrect. The answer yeah. is everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> as as told by crazy townspeople. Uh, I like that question. Before they turn, a lot. Before they turn that, into That is facts. a good question. I just don't know. <laughs> That's great. All right, then I guess uh, Zelda 2 for 400. The answer is this is the easiest way to pick a lock. James. Um, what is use of fairy? That is correct. 400. <laughs> Woo. Nice. James, board is well, yours. There's well, only one left. There's only question. one left. All right, last question in single jeopardy. This town is hidden. <laughs> I ain't finished the game. There's no way I know this. <laughs> I finished it, but I can't remember the name. What is Casudo? Oh. And that's why no one buzzed in. I sure, yeah. I sure as hell wouldn't have known that if I hadn't used. I was going to say it's not this. even named because a lot of the towns in Zelda Two are named after uh, characters from like Ocarina. Well, I mean, I guess the characters yeah. in Ocarina are named after the towns in Zelda Two because there's like Darunia and um, that other chick. <laughs> so after uh, Saraya, maybe. After single Jeopardy, the total scores that I have showing are Neil at 400, James at negative 300, Nate at negative 300, and Scott at negative 200. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad at all. Okay. 
the categories for Double Jeopardy are Hardware, The Brothers Mario, and Quotables. So, Nate, you ended the board with Control at end of what was it? Double James. Jeopardy. James. James, James. James. James, sorry. James ended Single Jeopardy with the board, so I'll let him pick first. Um, I'll choose Hardware for 100. Well, 200 now. 200. Oh, is 200. it just 200? Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. It's all doubled now. All right. Yeah. It is. Hardware, Here we go. hardware for 200. Real, Am I reading this one? Hardware for 200. Uh, oh, you're doing hardware. That's right. Go, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> Released early in the Super Nintendo's lifespan, this ill-fated peripheral would see only compatibility with 11 games total, including T2, the arcade game. Damn. <laughs> Super Scope. What is Super Scope? Uh, that is correct. Oh, love Sorry, it. I'm like I'm like quickly going back and forth between Google Docs and chat to figure out who the hell who the hell is answering first. Okay, uh, Scott gets that, and Scott is up to zero. Yeah, yes, there <laughs> we go. Scott, the board is yours. All There's right, some kind of break. Thanks, Neil. Oh, perfect. Yeah, someone's doing it. Um, I'll, uh, <laughs> let's do Brothers Mario for two hundred. Okay, before he he was known as Mario, the popular plumber was known by this appropriate moniker. Ah, eight. Eight. Uh, who's Jumpman? Correct. Nicely done. Hold on now. Now we're getting to some good categories. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone actually knows this. Zelda 2 crap. <laughs> Zelda 2 is an amazing game. Damn right it is. <laughs> or Laura Croft I disagree. All right, Scott, you're... No, no. Wait, no, no, it wasn't yes. Scott. Nate, Nate, that's you. Uh, quotables for 200. Okay, so in this category, I give you a quote and you give me the game. A winner is you. Neil. Neil. What is um, pro wrestling? That is correct. Yes, very good. I was about to say wrestling. I was like, no, there was something before it. (laughs) All right, um, I'll do quotables for 400. All right. Please come to the castle. I've baked a cake for you. Scott. Who is Princess Peach? No. No. You named the game. Oh, damn it, really? God damn it. <laughs> All right, go ahead, whoever. I think it goes, I don't know. Well, who it I, I, I mean, there are we going to do it where we rebuzz in, or we just go in the order of who did it? You rebuzz in. I think, Actually, I it's, think a lot the e- it's a lot easier James. if we just go in the order of who buzzed in. Okay, yeah, because yeah, then it just becomes a, a cluster. Well, no, then I, I buzzed in after Scott. I show Scott. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, I show Neil. Um, so I need to do the game. What is Super yeah. Mario 64? Correct. Very good. <laughs> I agree, <laughs> but I'll take it. Um, I'll do quotables for 600. I like this category. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, <laughs> Zebes, Zebes or Zebes, however you pronounce it, has fallen. Scott. Scott. Uh, Super Metroid? No. Oh. Damn it. Tails. I mean, James. Is it Metroid? No. Neil. What is Metroid Other M? No. Oh. We're running out of Metroid games, guys. Nate. Correct. Yeah. I knew it was that or Other M. And guys, one, of the first, one of the first things you read in their scan visor. Nate has just taken the lead. Oh, wow. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, let's do hardware for 400. Hardware for 400. Wait, 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 wait. Before you read it, bam. Thank you. Oh, good job. This shockingly imprecise device was based on technology pioneered by the VPL data glove, but modified for mass market pricing. Scott. Scott. What is the power glove? Correct. Yes. 
And Scott, the board is yours. And I just watched The Wizard last night, so I know how bad it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's do. Uh, we still have a thousand for quotables, right? Yes. Let's go. Oh, right. Well, isn't there still eight hundred? We have eight hundred in it. Oh, okay. Let's do eight hundred then. Okay. Annoying bird. I am the great Leon. Neil. Neil. <laughs> what is Star Fox sixty four? Correct. Yes. Um, I'll do. I'll wrap it up. Quotables for a thousand. Okay. Ah, I'll buy it at a high price. Scott. Scott. What is Resident Evil 4? <laughs> Correct. Yes. Oh, I love it. <laughs> uh, let's do hard work for 600. Because that, that was awesome, just seeing, like, hearing the flutter of keyboards. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, hardware for 600. Hardware for 600. Two gyroscopes powered this little-used peripheral, which was bundled with the software it supported, which was often bundled. With the software it supported. Neil. Uh, what is the Wii Motion Plus? Correct. Neil is running away with this. FYI. Um, so what's what's left? We have hardware for more. 800, hardware for 1,000, and the Brothers Mario. For a bunch of Brothers Mario. For 400 on. I'll do a Brothers Mario 400. This actor had the unfortunate task of playing Luigi in the horrible Super Mario Bros. movie. Scott. Who Scott. is uh, John Leguizamo? Correct. Very good. Uh, let's go hardware for, what do we have, 8 and 1,000? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, 800. No, 600. Oh, we got 600 no, stuff? Um, no, 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 no. I thought I just did that, yeah. Just 800. Yeah, okay. 800 then. In Silent Hill Shattered Dimensions, the Wii Remote doubled as this kind of portable device. Neil. Nate. Oh, what Neil. is a cell phone? And also, isn't it Shattered Memories? Yeah, it is. Oh, shit. <laughs> I didn't write this. I didn't write it. All right. But that is correct. That was for um, 800, right? Yeah. That was Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, there was a game with a subtitle, but it wasn't that one. Um, let's do the Brothers Mario for 600. Is that the... Yep. Okay. Yeah. When Luigi went looking for Mario in Luigi's Mansion, he used this device to suck up ghosts. Neil. <laughs> what is the Poltergust? No. I need more. The Poltergust 2000? No, no. that is incorrect. No more from you. <laughs> so you already got it wrong. <laughs> I don't know. Really, nobody. Doot, doot, doot. What is the Poltergust 3000? Uh, oh, damn it. I should have just guessed 3000. It was the next logical step. <laughs> it really was. Stop typing, Neil. Oh, there <laughs> oh no, that, that's, that's why I, I was typing. I know, I know. Um... Uh, then the board's still mine. I'll go Brothers Mario for a thousand. Not eight hundred. You're just skipping that. Yep. <laughs> All right. Screw it. Okay. Go big. Bowser always kidnaps Princess Peach, but Donkey Kong seems fond of this less popular brunette. James. <laughs> what is James. Pauline? No, it was no, that it was, was James. It was James. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it is. On, it was. It is on our screens. <laughs> yeah, I think it, it shows it differently occasionally because I've had mine first a few times, but. I saw it as James first. Oh. Yep. So go, go oh, ahead. Man. Go ahead oh, man. Oh, it's literally at the same second. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> I'm giving that to James. Well, he's already said it, so. Yeah. But go ahead. You, you <laughs> repeat we, like, it. Split it? Who is Pauline? <laughs> yes. Well, actually, that's not is right. Is it not? No. Well. Well, maybe it is. I'll give it to you. Well, no, I mean, it is. <laughs> it's either Pauline or Paulina. No, it's Pauline. All right, it's Pauline. There you go. 
Maybe we should throw that question out and write a new question for that. <laughs> Wait, song, uh, <laughs> that's all right. But what, what we should start doing is before we answer, Zach or, or Andy, you, you should yeah. say our names so we know for sure who's getting it. Whatever it is on your okay. screens, we'll go with that. So. Oh, good idea. Um, but yeah, so we'll give that one to James and we'll we'll move on then. Okay. Neil, Neil, you can stand it. Bullshit. Neil's bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. Neil's already rolling in money. If this costs you the game, Neil, we'll have a we'll have a tiebreaker <laughs> of some kind. What did that okay. do to my points, by the way? You are in the black. All right. Yeah. All right, can, well, we, can, can we, we get a score update? Because what do we have? Three questions left. I'm yeah. showing Neil at two thousand. Only two questions left. James at one hundred. Yes. Nate at <laughs> Nate at five hundred and Scott at one thousand. Better watch out, Neil. All right. Okay. I'll give it to James. We have Mario. We get Watson on this game. We have Mario, <laughs> Brothers Mario for 800 still, and Hardware for 1,000, and that's it. Okay. Uh, so, James, pick your poison. Um, hardware for 1,000. The Nintendo 64 owes its existence and power to this high-end computing company founded in 1981 by Jim Clark. Doot, doot, doot. Is it? It's either Intel or ATI, maybe. What is Silicon Graphics Inc? Oh, oh yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. <coughs> didn't ATI at do the, the time? Didn't ATI do the graphics the, for the GameCube? Yeah, yeah. they did. There was an ATI at the time. Uh, at the time, the Nintendo 64 was the most powerful uh, consumer-grade SGI system on the no, market. No, it, it it was a very very big deal, and you can read partially about it in a feature that I wrote for One Up <laughs> in like <laughs> April or May. Look at you, Neil. Or maybe even maybe even March. I I don't know when I wrote that, but all right, James. Once again, like the like last... the whole time, the whole time I was just like I wrote about that recently. <laughs> God damn it! Actually, the actually James has to pick uh, Brothers Mario for eight hundred. So here it is. This adorable item, only available in World Five Three of Super Mario Bros. Three, looks something like a giant green sock. Neil. Neil, what is Karibo's shoe? Ooh, uh, that nice. is correct. Told you, Zach. Oh, well. <laughs> what did you call it? Goombas. I called it Goomba's shoe. I think I've heard. Well, that actually, before. that's that's partially true because I believe uh, it's the name. What it's the name for Goomba in Japan, which I think means something different. <laughs> or like what Goombas right. are called in Japan, I believe. <laughs> All right. So at the end of Double Jeopardy, we're sitting at Neil with twenty eight hundred. <laughs> James at 100, Nate at 500, and Scott at 1,000. <laughs> Neil, I hope, anyone's you, game. I hope you bet awful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are you ready for the category? And yeah. FYI, Zach wrote this. I don't know if you're ready for this category. No one. The category is Primal Rage. <laughs> God. <laughs> That's a good bet, James. I've got Scott and Niels and Nates. And you've got James. Okay, I've got James. Okay. Are you guys ready? Yeah. You'll have 30 seconds. Here is the question, so, or the answer. So just to be clear, we are going to send it to you guys oh. now. Yes. Okay, yes. okay. Yes. Here we go. These two characters do not have real-world counterparts, by which I mean they're real animals. They're not real animals. Right. right, the end, yeah. 
Answers in. <laughs> I think so. I have changed everyone else's. All right, so Andy, we read off the names in the least to most money. Okay. Um, well, I show uh, Neil has wagered. Wait, wait. One. I thought Neil had the most money. I thought we were going least to most. Oh, I thought you meant wagers. Least to most. I thought you meant wagers, not most money. Yeah, you're right. Okay. So in that case, James is first. All right, James. Uh, wrote, I assume he meant Yeti yeah. and Kong. Uh, that is incorrect. They both have, uh, they're both based on Gigantopithecus. Um, and you wagered one dollar. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably for the best. What's that bring his total to? Ninety-nine. <laughs> okay, sounds good. And then, uh, I guess okay. Nate. Yeah, Nate. Uh, Nate has uh, the, the 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 question he wrote is who is Nintendo? <laughs> <laughs> Nate has wagered five hundred and unfortunately is down now to zero. <laughs> but he brought us all joy. Oh, <laughs> it's the most important thing. Last up or not last up, next up is is Scott. And Scott has has answered the question with the two that weren't dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> Scott's wages. That is incorrect. They're based on Gigantopithecus. <laughs> so I heard. Scott wagered 750 and is now at, sitting at 250. And last but not least is Neil. Neil wrote in, what is, Zach is a fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> and wagered a single penny, which is actually 99 cents below the minimum wager. So I'm going to round that up to $1, putting Neil at $27.99. Oh my gosh. I'm so disappointed. I'll place a victory music here. <laughs> so Neil is the reigning champion. Neil can host uh, next time. Neil, what are yeah. you going to do with all that money? <laughs> I'm going to go out and buy... X-Men Destiny, so that way someone can actually know what that game is on Wii and DS. <laughs>